What I want, Pete, what I want. We're reading, in the meantime, finding yourself and the love that you want. And we're on to chapter 10. And it's called cleaning out the closet. And you know that's a metaphor for something deep, isn't it? So let's find out. So there had been a long... What's this? Theirs had been a long-term relationship, 32 years to be exact. Sorry about that. They do the writing at the beginning differently and it makes it doesn't make sense. But anyway, theirs had been a long-term relationship, 32 years to be exact. Those years, while sometimes testing and challenging, had been fairly good years. They had accomplished quite a bit together, a nice home, two children who were now grown and were doing reasonably well. They also had an up and coming business in which they shared equally. Jerry had gotten two advanced degrees. Wiley kept threatening to go back to school but had never quite made it. Together, they were like sightseers, cruising along in life, doing what they could do the way they knew how taking the ups and downs and in between times the mean times in stride like any two people who had lived together so long they knew each other fairly well got on each other's nerves sometimes and one was always there for the other in a pinch something happened though sometime after the end of the 32nd year jerry began to change People develop habits. They do certain things in certain ways, not because this is the only way they can be done. Rather, they act in certain ways because human beings are habitual. Let's face it, we are easily trained habitual creatures who become comfortable doing certain things in a, in a particular way. If we want to be honest, we would have to admit that the way we do the things we do more often than not, and... Uh, nor than not an attempt to avoid pain, discomfort and unfamiliarity. Not necessarily in pursuit of doing things the best way or the right way. If there is such a thing, taking this into consideration, we can honestly say that a human, as human beings, we don't always do the right thing. We cut corners, we tell little fibs, we do what we think we must do to save ourselves. We, react, we react to many life situations in fear, with a fear response. This is normal and true for most human beings. It was normal and true for Jerry and Wiley. Jerry had been playing around with spirituality and spiritual issues for a long time. Wiley watched from the sidelines. Whenever Jerry came up with some information or a practice that appeared to be helpful, Wiley went along with it. When the outcome was favourable, Wiley would be just a little more swayed, not convinced, just swayed. Jerry, on the other hand, was becoming more and more swayed to a spiritual way of living. We are not talking here just about meditation, prayer or some kind of phase Jerry was passing through. We are talking about using the principles and concepts of spiritual law, which in effect will alter the way you view yourself and the way you view life. Jerry began to question life, its meaning and its role in it, his role in it. Sorry, Jerry began to question life, its meaning and her role in it. Jerry began searching for a purpose and how that purpose could be applicable to every single phase of living. While still watching from the sidelines, was supportive but, but sceptical. When, however, the changes began to became so profound as to affect the way that they did things, Wiley became concerned. More than concerned, Wiley was afraid. 
Jerry, who loved Wiley dearly, talked openly about a new approach to life, pointing out that they had lived through a great deal of chaos, crisis and drama as a result of their decisions and choices. While admitting that they had made out okay, Jerry was convinced that it did not have to be that way. Life is a function of your desires, multiplied by your expectations, divided by your choices. Obviously, something Jerry had read in a spiritual book, Wiley thought. Jerry insisted it was the voice of inner guidance urging them to explore a new path. Jerry wanted to support Wiley in moving through the fear too, as Jerry said, a higher level of being and consciousness. Wiley, who liked the old way, the old way of living and doing things, saw no need for change. They had come this far together, Wiley reasoned. They weren't criminals. They had never hurt anyone. So why did things have to change? Jerry couldn't explain why. They just do. Because the usual response, and as Jerry used this response more and more, the real trouble started. Jerry began to do things in a new way, a way that was in no way familiar. In fact, the new way was so new, Jerry kept saying it had to come from within me. Jerry began to spend more time reading books on spiritual matters, going to classes, workshops, seminars, listening within and following her inner guidance. Willie was always welcome to attend, but Jerry went alone while Willie refused. After about a year of this, Willie began to act up and act out fighting Jerry about everything at every turn of their lives. Jerry began moving slower, wanting to take a closer look at all decisions, examining all choices, refusing to give in to fear by looking for a new way to do the very thing they had always done. Willie went berserk. This was life-threatening. When the life you have built is confronted with the possibilities of change, in effect, it means the old life, the old way must die. Willie went into a high gear fight for life. So, mastering some more stuff. This was not about love. This was n- there was no doubt, no question that these people loved each other. This was not about infidelity outside family members or even just a difference in opinion. Those are the normal things people face in relationships. This was about a powerful shift in consciousness. How to make it happen, what you would what will be required to do in response to that shift and how the people around you will respond to your shift. This was about identity, who you are and how you behave in response to that knowledge. This was about self-love, self-realization and self-actualization. As the United States Army put it, this was about being all that you can be. This was about trying to find out who you are when someone else is telling you who you should be. Jerry and Wiley were facing some pretty pressing issues about themselves and their relationship. There are the same issues we must all face as we move from the second to the third floor of love's house. Whether or not you are in a relationship, if you are serious about growing spiritually, you must work through this stuff, birth stuff, learned stuff, the stuff you perceive to be holding you back, keeping you down. You will be forced to examine where you are limited in your thinking and your life in order to determine whether the limitations in your life are real or fictional and whether you choose to keep them. Are you moving through your stuff, making decisions and choices? You will be learning. You will be learning how to stand your own ground on your own two feet. This will mean you must believe in yourself and in what you are doing. 
if you are in a relationship, this will not be about trusting your partner. It will be about learning to trust yourself. There's only one small challenge here for which you must be prepared. There is no guarantee that what you are doing will work for the relationship. You must face the fact that as you move forward, growing spiritually, shifting in your consciousness, there is no guarantee that your partner will be there on the other side. The other side of the way it is right now. Jerry understood that and so did Wiley. If you ever want to rest the strength, if you ever want to test the strength of a relationship, drop a heavy money issue into the mix. Money brings out the worst in people. It activates their stuff to such a degree that the person with whom you have been living for most of your life can become unrecognizable. What people do with money, how they respond to money issues, what they will do for money is more a function of their stuff than any other issue in life. Our notions about money are an indirect correlation to our notions about self-worth and self-value. Life was ready to test Jerry and Willie and do so through a money matter. Under normal circumstances, the only way of doing things Jerry and Wiley would have set together and come up with the most expedient means of moving through the situation with a little dam as little damage as possible. If that meant borrowing the money, they would have borrowed it, but that meant telling a little fib to buy themselves more time. They would have agreed on what fib to tell and they would have told it. It's getting out of the situation meant hiding, not answering the phone, having other people tell fibs for them. They would have done that and more to save themselves from the perceived crisis. In the midst of it all, the normal procedure would have been to run around like two chickens without heads, each one blaming the other, then feeling bad. They would have made promises to change, plans to change, what would have lasted only as long as the crisis. They would have called their friends, told them the long sad story, made excuses for themselves and accepted whatever help was offered them. This also meant they would have gotten angry if help wasn't offered. In the end, they would apologise to each other and keep moving ahead, with few changes being made. In the 32 years they had been together, they have developed an unconscious laundry list of what they would have done under normal circumstances to alleviate the pain of a financial crisis. There, however, was not normal circumstances. Jerry had slowed almost to a halt, wanting to investigate the situation from every angle. Willie wanted to move ahead, attacking the problem by any means necessary. Jerry began to pray before a telephone call was made. Jerry prayed before a question was answered. Jerry paid. Wiley, in the meantime, was absolutely hysterical. He made absolutely no sense to stop thinking in order to pray. Willie said, no, no prayer can stop your world from falling apart or the bill collector from calling or the repo man from taking your stuff back. Jerry had a good answer to Wiley's objections. Things are just a little out of sync. That does not mean you must lose yourself. Willie thought that that was the most ridiculous thing anyone could say and told Jerry in so in, so in a few choice words. In response, Jerry prayed. The more Jerry prayed, the worse things seemed to get. People were stopping by the business office with legal documents demanding this and that or the other thing. Willie had retreated into the office refusing to come out to speak to anyone jerry took everyone this told jerry jerry told everyone the same thing there is nothing we can do right now can we please get back to you in a few days 
Willie was too freaked out to even notice that everybody did just as Jerry asked. They were they went away without a fight. What are you going to do in a few days? What are you going to tell them when they come back? Jerry admitted that there was no answer available at the moment, but felt pretty confident that when one was needed, it would be provided. By whom? Willie demanded. By spirit, Jerry responded. I have surrendered my life and this situation to spirit. Know that you know. Let us do a quick review. In the basement, you did not know you had a problem. On the first floor, you knew you had a problem and you learned the nature of the problem. On the second floor, you knew the nature of the problem, but you did not know what to do about it. On the second floor, you learned what to do about the problem. Now, in order to be alleviated to the third, to elevated to the third floor, you must learn how to do what you know. How do you learn to be responsible? That was the first floor lesson. You take responsibility for yourself by telling the absolute truth. Once you tell the truth, what do you do? You surrender. You stop fighting. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop acting like you don't know what, what you feel. It's called detachment. You detach from the outcome. Allow yourself to feel what you feel and figure out an appropriate way to express what you feel. In order to express your feelings, you must be clear. You must have a vision you can articulate. Must also have expectations, not of others, but for yourself. You must always expect that you will survive. You must know you will make it through whatever the situation is that confronts you at the time. Jerry has learned these things on the journey through love's house. When you are armed with the theological data, life will represent you with situations, experiences in which you can practice what you have learned. Practice what you know. This is the major challenge, the empowering challenge of moving from the second to the third floor in love's house. Here's the theory. When you know a thing, you do it. When you know of a thing, you try to figure it out. To know a thing means you must have practice in doing it. You have first-hand knowledge of putting what you know into practice and getting the desired results. When you know of a thing, when it is the same thing as knowing about it, that means you have intellectual knowledge. You have been learning about it, hearing about it. All that you know is locked in place in your mind. You do not, however, have the experience of putting what you know into practice. You are, excuse the term, an armchair spiritualist. An armchair spiritualist. You can talk the talk, but here have never actually walked the walk. In our relationships, as with all other aspects of life, this is what drives us crazy. We know what we should do, but when the time comes, when the meantime is upon us, we cannot seem to practice what we know. We know we should always be loving and supportive to our partner in a relationship. However, when we are afraid, when it seems as if things or people are out of control, doing things that we do not understand, it is hard to be supportive. It is hard to practice all the theory we have studied. Jerry was putting the theory into practice in the midst of a financial crisis. She was practicing how to be true to herself. She was honoring what she felt and what she knew. She was not being insensitive to Willie. She was simply not allowing Willie to sway her from the from her own truth. She was not trying to force Willie to see things the way she saw them. Whatever Willie chose to do was fine. Jerry kept moving along the course that she had chosen for herself. This is very hard thing to do, practically after 32 years of doing things in a certain way. 
Jerry was just as frightened, just as unsure as Willie. The difference was that Jerry had made a commitment to change within and change without. She was also willing to give up the relationship in order to make the change. Willie, on the other hand, was holding on for dear life to what was. What was familiar, comfortable, expedient, and now always the best or the right, not always the best or the right thing to do. Willie began to sabotage Jerry's actions. I mean, consciously sabotage things by making commitments Jerry would not have to, would have to keep. By saying things to people that Jerry would then have to clean up. Of course, this put a terrible strain on their relationship. It was a battle of wills, a tug of war. Willie did not want to change. It was too frightening, too new, too unfamiliar. Perhaps things had not always gone well, but they had always managed to struggle along and get by. Even Willie had to admit that perhaps there was a better way, an easier way for them to live, but it meant work, hard, frightening work. Besides that, who is to say that things would get any better? They had no proof, only theory, spiritual theory. Willie was well aware that this theory was causing pieces and parts of Jerry to disappear. Jerry was becoming distant, less willing to listen to reason. Willie, Willie's reason for keeping things the same. Jerry wasn't even willing to fight or argue anymore. She would make a, she would make a statement, ask for support, and no matter what Willie said, Jerry would smile, pray, and keep on moving. It was all a bit much. There was, there had to be a showdown, a final showdown. If Jerry would not at least take Willie's point of view into consideration, the end was inevitable. Think about it. It's done. Be careful what you ask for. Most important, be careful what you think. If you ever think that you need to change, the forces of the universe will hear your request and put the wheels of change into motion. Before Willie could say a word, Jerry handed Willie a letter. Thinking it had something to do with the financial problem, Willie opened and read the letter and it said, Dear Willie, I write this letter to thank you for all that you have been to me. I thank you for all that you have been in my life and for the way and for the many ways you have served and supported me. We have had many great times together and while our relationship was loving and healthy at one time, I found that it no longer serves me what I desire or the purpose which I believe God intends for my life. I find that we now have an unholy relationship which I no longer choose to continue. I now therefore release you from any conscious and unconscious agreements we have made in the past to continue our relationship. I now forgive you totally and unconditional for any acts committed by you which have had an unleavened, unsupportive and an unhealthy impact on my life. I now ask for, for and claim your forgiveness for any of these roles I have played in your life. You are now free to pursue your higher and greater good. I am now free to pursue my higher and greater good. I wish for you love, light, peace and any abundance of any every good thing in God's kingdom. I release you. I surrender your energy from my being and I ask that any remnants of you be transformed into productive and useful energy according to God's perfect plan for my life. I thank you. I love you, Jerry. Wow. Once Wiley read the letter, Jerry took an old picture of her of herself, put it in a shoebox and took it outside to the backyard of the house where she said a short prayer before burying the box. She said, you see, what Willie and Jerry were the same person. Wilhelmina 
Jeremy, what? Jeremy Johnson, almost 32 years of age, was on a path of self-discovery. Oh, so it was one and the same person. Do you get it? Okay, I'm going to shut up. She was on the path to self-love. She realized that the old her and the new her, the person she once was and the person she wanted to be, both existed in the same body. Wow. The old her, the frightened her, had been programmed to do things in a particular way. It did not matter how outlandish or or, or non-productive those things ten, turned out to be. Willie kept doing the same things over and over. She kept attracting the same kinds of relationship, unsatisfying and non-committal. She kept attracting the same kinds of crisis and chaos in her life. Whenever the new her, the conscious her, tried to make a change, the old her would sabotage her efforts by reverting to the old ways of doing things, the old ways of thinking about things. Willie was Wilhelmina, the frightened little girl who knew up in who grew up in a dysfunctional home where love looked confusing and proved to be very painful. Jerry was Jeremine. The bright young woman who was willing to break old patterns, family patterns, in order to love and honour herself. Like most of us, she was having an intense battle with herself, wanting to change, not knowing how. Needing to do things in a different way, afraid they would not work. Expecting more from herself, wanting more for herself. Realising her old ways did not get her what she wanted. All the while, afraid she could not handle a new way. Needing the approval and support of the people she loved while realising they were comfortable with the older her and afraid of the new her. There was there came for Jerry, as there comes for all of us, the moment in time when we have to decide to stay or go, to stay the same or risk becoming someone new. It is a soul-altering experience through which the only thing you can depend on is love. God's love. Jerry decided to change. She changed her name, indicating that a shift in her consciousness had taken place. She was going for love, realising it meant giving up everything she knew, everything was what which she was familiar, even her name. These were her patterns, her unconscious response to life. She must know your you must know your patterns and be able to recognise when you actively participated in them before you can change hope to change them. Jerry recognised her patterns in relationships when she attracted men, where she attracted them, how she was feeling when they showed up, and more important, what she was willing to do to keep them. She realised that what she was doing had not made her happy. She became conscious of her patterns with money, how she used money, what she thought about money, how she felt when she had money, how not having money really readily available influences her feelings about herself. Why love and money? Because they are both ruled by the same planetary vibration. Love and money are both influenced by the same universal law, the law of cause and effect, which says that what you put in, in is the cause and what you get out is the effect. When you give love, you get love and what you think about yourself, the cause, the manifest at what and what you think about yourself, the cause, manifest as your bank balance, the effort. Jerry wanted a loving, committed marriage into which she wanted to bring the and raise children, her own children. She wanted a loving, spiritual partner who was willing to grow. She also realised that until she could be the love that she wanted, she would not receive it. 
Jerry had been through the what love is not process so many times that she was an expert. One day in the midst of a very broken heart, a very difficult time, she realized that there was one key and consistent element in all of her relationships. It showed up no matter what she was doing or who she was doing it with. Jerry was the element. That element is you. You are the key ingredient in every relationship in your life. Now here comes the hard part, the part we always have difficulty accepting. What we struggle with in our relationships, particularly our love relationships, reflects very clearly, I must, might add, our own inner conflict. The way, the why and who in your home, family or job is always the same. Unfortunately, we do not often realise that the issues we confront in our lives are ours. We do not realise it because we are looking out rather than within. So I'm going to leave it there because as usual, these chapters are really long. So tomorrow's chapter is going to start off with starting all over. Wasn't that deep? The whole time it was, it was the same person but two characters. But anyway, I'm going to leave it there. You take care till next time. <laughs>